You are listening to Natural Born Alchemist. Welcome to episode number 141 of the Natural Born Alchemist podcast. My name is Alex and I'll be your host. In this episode we are going to listen to a collage or medley of wise words of wisdom from a wide range of people like John Lennon, Bruce Lee, Alan Watts, Rupert Sheldrake, Dennis and Terence McKenna, John M. Allegro, Kurt Cobain, Bill Hicks, Bill Burr and Krishnamurti. And you'll also hear a lot of music, and mainly I've used tracks that have already been played in the podcast in the past. Some of the artists are Station Approach, Nameless Archive, Sumeruna, Anafora, John Mark Harris, Akwaski, Dan Warren, and more. Okay, enough name dropping. I will post some links in the program notes on naturalbornalchemist.com. So all you got to do now is uh, sit back and relax for an experience that will hopefully bring you some inspiration. There is also some sort of plot or arc to this mix or medley uh, that you are about to hear. And I hope you enjoy it. And I also think uh, this miscellany of sagacity works with uh, repeated listening. Enjoy. Nowhere in this world can I feel that I truly belong, not on the streets of any city crowded with cars and consumers, not in any school dedicated like most are to dogma as dead to me as the idea of a flat planet, not in any job because its only purpose is my time given to them in exchange for money or in other words food, rent and entertainments, not in any club pub where the drunks insult my intellect. Not in church where false but warm blankets are handed out to the weak. Not a circus, a theme park, a stadium or in a concert hall. It seems to me the plastic money grabbing man is in all those places. Not in a shop or in a museum often nothing more than a tribute to war and the so-called noble blood. Not even in nature where I see the wounds we have created and it saddens me. But I do fit in and I belong within my head. Since the 19th century, the so-called scientific worldview has been dominated by the philosophy of materialism, uh, the doctrine that the only reality is matter or physical reality. In my book, The uh, Science Delusion, um, what I do is take the 10 basic dogmas of materialism and turn them into questions. Usually, these dogmas are simply taken for granted Uh, People think that they're simply the truth. Most materialists don't realize that their belief system is a belief system. They think other people have belief systems, but they know the truth. The first dogma is that nature is mechanical, machine-like. The only valid metaphor for looking at nature is the machine. The universe is a machine, animals are machines, plants are machines, We are machines. Um, According to Richard Dawkins, uh, we are lumbering robots. The second dogma is that matter is unconscious. The whole universe is made of matter, and matter is unconscious. The stars, the planets, the entire universe has come into being completely without consciousness. And then on this earth, 
at some stage in the past, for reasons utterly unknown, uh, the light bulb of consciousness was switched on in human brains, maybe in animal brains, but the rest of the universe is totally unconscious. The third dogma is that the laws of nature are fixed. Um, all the laws of nature were established at the moment of the Big Bang exactly as they are today, and uh, they're rather like a kind of cosmic Napoleonic code uh, that was fixed right from the outset uh, and will remain the same forever. The fourth dogma is that the total amount of matter and energy is always the same, except at the moment of the Big Bang when all the matter and energy suddenly appeared. The fifth dogma is that nature is purposeless. The sixth dogma is that biological inheritance is material. Dogma seven is that memories are stored materially inside your brains. Dogma eight is that your mind is nothing but the activity of your brain. Your mind is inside your head. Dogma nine is a consequence of dogma eight. It says that psychic phenomena like telepathy uh, are illusory. They may appear to happen, but they can't really happen because they're impossible. Your mind is totally confined to the inside of your head, so it can't possibly have any effects at a distance. And dogma 10 is that mechanistic medicine is the only kind that really works. Now, these 10 dogmas constitute the default worldview, uh, which is the standard orthodoxy of politics, business, government, and education. All of us have been brought up within that framework of thought. Our, all our society is run by insane people for insane objects, mm. objectives. You know, yeah, yeah. And I think that's what I sussed when I was 16 and 12, way down the line. But I expressed it differently all through my life. It's the same thing I'm expressing all the time. But now I can put it into that sentence that I think we're being run by maniacs for maniacal mean, uh, ends, you know. If, if anybody can put on paper what our government and the American government, etc., and the Russian, Chinese, what they are actually trying to do, you know, and how, what they think they're doing, mm. I'd be very pleased to know what they think they're doing. I think they're all insane. You know, but I'm liable to be put away as insane for expressing that. Yeah. You know, that's what's insane about it. Yeah. Every country's had a violent revolution for one reason or the other. Not one of them has the freedom we're all talking about. So we're saying give peace a chance, you know, like nobody's ever done it before. And it's not a matter of... We're not thinking in terms of ten years. We're thinking in terms of peace forever, you know. And the, everybody's talking about now. I want peace now. We can get peace now if we want it now. And the left wing talk about giving the power to the people. You know, anybody knows that the people have the power. All we have to do is awaken the power in the people. The people are unaware. It's like they're not educated to realize that they have power. They put the politicians in power. They vote for the local mayor. The people do it. But the system is so geared that everybody believes that just the father will fix everything. The father being the government government will fix everything. It is all government's fault. You know, bad, shake a fist at the government. Well, we are the government. The people are the government and the people have the power, but we must try and make them aware of this.
doesn't everybody just fucking relax? You know? And I don't mean you. I don't mean me. We're just regular. Everybody's just walking around, you know, living your life, getting a fucking newspaper. Why don't these cunts up top, why don't you just fucking relax? I know this is way too overly simplified, but like I would have no fucking idea what another country was thinking or planning to do if you weren't yammering about it. All right. And if the other people on the other side weren't yammering about what the fuck we're trying to do, you know, why don't we just stay? Everybody just stays home. Where's your country? You fucking stay there, right? I don't mean refugees. I just mean leaders in your armies. Just fucking stay there. We bring our guys back. Everybody just sorts out their own shit, you know? And when people come to your country to go to your fucking water park or whatever, you give them the Mickey Mouse ears, you give them, you, give them, you put on a show. Well, why can't it just fucking be like that? You know why? Because they want to get the fucking, you know, Natural resources and money That's all the fuck it is That's all it is I don't give a fuck about all, Any of that goddamn rhetoric That's why the fuck they're doing it And all they do is sit there Scaring the shit out of you I just wish everybody could Like regular people Just collectively All at the same time Be like And fuck it Yeah Yeah exactly Fuck it Fuck everything you're saying Fuck wars Fuck all of this shit If you fucking rich cunts Have a problem with each other Why don't you sit down At your yacht clubs And try and fucking work it out You know Fuck all of this shit. If you fucking rich cunts have a problem with each other, why don't you sit down at your yacht clubs and try and fucking work it out, you know? The world is like a ride at an amusement park, and when you choose to go on it, you think it's real, because that's how powerful our minds are. And the ride goes up and down and round and round. It has thrills and chills, and it's very brightly colored, and it's very loud, and it's fun for a while. Some people have been on the ride for a long time, and they begin to question, is this real, or is this just a ride? And other people have remembered, and they come back to us, and they say, hey, don't worry, don't be afraid, ever, because this is just a ride, and we kill those people. <laughs> Shut him up. We have a lot invested in this ride. Shut him up. Look at my furrows of worry. Look at my big bank account and my family. This has to be real. It's just a ride. But we always kill those good guys who try and tell us that. You ever notice that? And let the demons run amok? But it doesn't matter because it's just a ride. And we can change it anytime we want. It's only a choice. No effort, no work, no job, no savings of money. A choice right now between fear and love. The eyes of fear want you to put bigger locks on your door, buy guns, close yourself off. The eyes of love instead see all of us as one. And we can change it anytime we want. 
It's only a choice. No effort, no work, no job, no savings of money. A choice right now between fear and love. 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 Empty your mind, be formless, shapeless, like water. Now you put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. You put water into a bottle, it becomes the bottle. You put in a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Now water can flow or it can crash. Be water, my friend. like a finger pointing away to the moon. Don't concentrate on the finger or you will miss all that heavenly glory. Do you understand? It's insane world. You understand? There is no sanity in the political world, in the religious world, right? In the economic world, there is no sanity. Don't be corrupt inside. Don't seek vanity. Proud, pride. Don't say I'm superior to somebody else. You know, you learn a great deal when there is humility. You know the word humility? You learn a great deal if you are really humble. 
But if you're merely seeking success, money, 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 power, position, status, you understand? Then you are beginning with the with corruption. You might be poor. Be poor. Who cares? That's why it's important for you, for all of you, to find your own talent and stick to it, even though it doesn't bring you success, fame and all that, which is all nonsense anyhow, because we're all going to die. You understand, old boy? While you live, live. Not with all the rubbish that's going on. Sir? Sir, then uh, why don't people realize this, sir? Because they don't, they don't think, they don't feel, they have no... They are thinking about themselves all the time their job, their administration, their work. You understand? They're not interested in this. Very few are. Accepting anything that you like, playing whatever you want, as sloppy as you want, as long as it's good and it has passion. Catalysts to say what has never been said, to see what has never been seen, to draw, paint, sing, sculpt, dance, and act what has never before been done, to push the envelope of creativity and language. And what's really important is, I call it, the felt presence of direct experience, which is a fancy term which just simply means we have to stop consuming our culture. We have to create culture. Don't watch TV. Don't read magazines. Don't even listen to NPR. Create your own road show. The nexus of space and time where you are now is the most immediate sector of your universe. And if you're worrying about Michael Jackson or Bill Clinton or somebody else, then you are disempowered. You're giving it all away to icons. Icons which are maintained by an electronic media so that you want to dress like X or have lips like Y or something. This is shit-brained, this kind of thinking. That is all cultural diversion. And what is real is you and your friends and your associations, your highs, your orgasms, your hopes, your plans, your fears. 
And we're told, no, we're unimportant. We're peripheral. Get a degree. Get a job. Get a this. Get a that. And then you're a player. You don't even want to play in that game. You want to reclaim your mind and get it out of the hands of the cultural engineers who want to turn you into a half-baked moron consuming all this trash that's being manufactured out of the bones of a dying world. Where is that at? I'm puzzled. Uh, are you really seriously suggesting that Jesus Christ was a mushroom? Uh, put pretty blankly, yes. Surely you don't suggest that Jesus Christ and his various disciples were not human creatures. Yes. You are dealing with a, a secret cult, a secret society. The stories of the New Testament contain certain incantations, certain magic names, were, which were really the names of mushrooms. No, but and the writers, the writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, these men who wrote the story, you are telling me they did not exist? No. None of them exist? No, it, it's part of mythology. It's part of mushroom mythology. Are you really seriously suggesting that Jesus Christ was a mushroom? Yes. Are you really seriously yes. suggesting that Jesus Christ was a mushroom? Yes. Are you really seriously suggesting that Jesus Christ was a mushroom? Yes. Was a mushroom? Yes. Yes. consistently for 20 years or something has been in tight orbit around uh, psychedelics and the psychedelic experience with special emphasis on experience that it's not a philosophy it's not a revelation it's not a lineage it's not a teaching it's an experience It's an experience. If you awaken from this illusion and you understand that black implies white, self implies other, life implies death, or shall I say, death implies life. You can feel yourself, not as a stranger in the world, not as something here on probation, not as something that has arrived here by fluke, 
but you can begin to feel your own existence as absolutely fundamental. I'm not trying to sell you on this idea in the sense of converting you to it. I want you to play with it. I want you to think of its possibilities. I'm not trying to prove it. I'm just putting it forward as a possibility of life to think about. So then, let's suppose that you were able every night to dream any dream you wanted to dream. And that you could, for example, have the power within one night to dream 75 years of time or any length of time you wanted to have. And you would naturally, as you began on this adventure of dreams, you would fulfill all your wishes. You would have every kind of pleasure you could conceive. And after several nights of 75 years of total pleasure each, you would say, well, that was pretty great. But now let's, um, let's have a surprise. Let's have a dream which isn't under control. Well, something is going to happen to me that I don't know what it's going to be. And uh, you, you would dig that and come out of that and say, wow, that was a, a close shave, wasn't it? And then you would get more and more adventurous and you would make further and further out gambles as to what you would dream. And finally, you would dream where you are now. You would dream the dream of living the life that you are actually living today. That would be within the infinite multiplicity of choices you would have, of playing that you weren't God. Because the whole nature of the Godhead, according to this idea, is to play that he's not. So in this idea then, everybody is fundamentally the ultimate reality. Not God in a politically kingly sense, but God in the sense of being the self, the deep down basic whatever there is. And you're all that, only you're pretending you're not. the nature you know we have the model and we have the real world out here and we have the sensory neural interface that's taking this information in interpreting it and giving us the model if we change the nature of the sensory neural interface a, a little or a lot if we substitute say DMT for serotonin you know the model of the world that we get changes radically and who's to say that that's any less valid than the model that you know the brain constructs for you know for everyday purposes so this idea that you know i mean it's it's all illusion it's all hallucination that's what experience is you know i mean that's why in some ways i sometimes get a little impatient with with people that say you know well a drug experience cannot possibly have any spiritual validity well I'm here to tell you that all experience is a drug experience you know we're all on drugs all the time largely because we're made of drugs 
you know, and that's what drives us, you know, experience is, you know, sort of the, the, what issues out of this biochemical process of, you know, all these neurotransmitters and hormones moving around our brain. I mean, it's drugs. The issue that hovers around the psychedelic experience, it was mentioned last night, it's strong in my life. I haven't found any uh, real solution other than hold your nose and jump. But the issue is surrender. This is something real. You don't find people going into the ashram in the morning to meditate with their knees knocking in fear because of how terrifying and profound they know that meditation is going to be. But if they were going in there to smoke DMT, you know, they would be fully riveted on the modalities of what was about to happen. I mean, we can tell shit from Shinola. It's just that we don't always prefer Shinola. Uh, and and I'm not like ad, I don't advocate it you know people like sometimes there are people who are disappointed because they say well how often do you do it well the answer is not very often I mean if I can get it in a couple or three times a year I feel like I'm hitting it pretty hard and the more successful it is the less often you have to do it I mean, I know people who say DMT is their most favorite drug. And when you say, well, when was the last time you did it? They say, well, 1967. <laughs> it only lasted four minutes. They're still processing it. And, and they are still processing it. They're not just whistling Dixie. I mean, I, it is, to my mind, the, just the most... Uh, well, I mentioned this earlier, the question, how do they keep the lid on this stuff? They don't keep the lid on sexuality. No society has ever had it so under control that people didn't have sex. I mean, they may have had sex under weird conditions and uh, uh, under, you know, ritual strictures and this and that. But we are like this salamander that has the option of never developing into its mature form. And to my mind, that's a tragedy because this is our birthright and somehow our inability to get a grip on our global problems has to do 
with this immaturity about our mental state. The two, I, I feel very strongly, are linked. And that, of course, we can't get control of the world because we are children in some profound way. And we don't like being children, it's, it, but the culture has reinforced a form of infantilism. And the, the way I explain it to myself is it's a kind of unwillingness to go it alone on a certain level. And I think there are a lot of people in our society uh, and each of us in our own way at different times who uh, have within us this neurotic and infantile creature that can't face it alone and that this um, going it alone thing is very important. You know, Plotinus, the great Neoplatonic philosopher, he spoke of the mystical experience as the flight of the alone to the alone. And um, in the psychedelic experience, there is this issue of surrender because a lot of people want to diddle with it. They want to be able to say they did it but they don't ever want to face an actual moment where they put it all on the line. And yet the whole issue with this stuff is to let it lead, to let it show what it wants to show. So somehow, individually, we have to reclaim our experience. Uh, the, the real message more important even than the psychedelic experience, the real message that I try to leave with people in these weekends is the primacy of direct experience. That as people, the real universe is, uh, you know, within your reach, always. Everything not within your reach is basically unconfirmed rumor. of the alone to the alone of the alone to the alone Freedom, freedom, is in the mind. Freedom is in the
living life the day that you start dying and you just don't plan to go Stop, die. 